Show with Sinat Nurani. Good morning, good morning, beautiful people, and here we are again. It's that time of the week for the Mindset Matters talk show. I'm your host for the next hour and a half, a show that talks about supporting and making a difference in bringing about awareness and breaking down stigmas around mental health and well-being and how different aspects of our lives can impact our well-being. How are we all doing today? Have you checked in with yourself and taken a few moments this morning uh, when you woke up to think about, you know, where your thoughts are, where your feelings are, setting those intentions for today. What are you going to achieve and how are you going to achieve that? And also being grateful for the things Uh, that you may have around you, the people that you may have. Just being grateful. What things are you grateful for? In fact, why don't you tweet in and tell me the things that you are grateful for and also what kind of intentions have you set yourself for today or maybe for the rest of this week um, up until Sunday or beyond. So, uh, you know, this whole show is, you know, sending the message out that we are not alone and that we all go through challenging times in our lives. And it's absolutely okay to reach out and ask for help. You know, we we would love to be constantly resilient. And yes, that's important. But do check in and think about, you know, what is your resilience? How are you being resilient? Is it damaging your mental well-being? Because There is a difference about being resilient, that it's empowering and it's moving you forward. But then there's resilience that you just keep on on the same thing and you're banging your head against the same brick wall or the same path. It's about finding different solutions. And if you can't find those solutions, reaching out to someone who can help you, um, whether it's a life coach, it's a mindset coach, it's a counsellor, it's a friend, whoever that person may be, to help you get a little bit of clarity. Because there isn't a sign of weakness in that asking for help. Right, I would love to thank my sponsor, Darren Wheel of Intune PR Marketing and consultant and journalist of print and audio. He has been supporting the Mindset Matters show right from the beginning, launched in January this year. And what Intune PR does is they help people and businesses get read about, 
seen and heard in the media. They ensure that you are presented in your best self to the media and giving you confidence to be able to appear in the media. So do check out Intune PR. Okay, so for those of you who have tuned in for the very first time, as I said, every Friday, you'll find me here from 10.30 to 12, where each week I have amazing guests who share their expertise, tips and tools and strategies. But also, I've got such incredible people who come on the show who are brave enough to open up and share their personal stories, which is all about... Or it's, it's about where the difference is made and you can begin to resonate with their stories. So thank you to all those um, past guests that I've had on the show coming on, sharing their personal journeys, what they've gone through, the challenges, just being really open and honest about what's going on and how they're re- they have recovered or they're on their journey of recovery. Because as we know, we're all on a journey and we all go... You know, there's no plain sailing or or a straight road. We all go through curvy roads, ups and downs and challenges and obstacles. But how is it that you manage to keep moving forward? What kind of, as I use, tools have you got in your back pocket? And that brings on to, you know, what I do. Um, I'm all about uh, supporting people in addressing their mindset, their values, belief systems and so much more because the importance of what I do is to give people the opportunity to find better clarity and importantly, self-awareness. So if you would like to find out more about how I can support you or find out about what I do, then please do jump over to my website. That's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.zenatnarani.com and why don't you book a call with me at uh, calendly.com forward slash Zenat Narani and let's get talking. Um, so throughout the show, please do tweet in your comments, you know, comments, shout outs for anyone out there to Zenat underscore Narani. And I'll just spell that out. That's Z double E N A T underscore N for November, double O, R-A-N-I. And don't forget to use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks in your posts. Continue to follow, like and share the Mindset Matters. And, you know, if you haven't managed or you can't manage to tweet in now and you want me to do some shout outs or send a message to someone on my next show, then email me at before the show on Friday, hopefully by Thursday, at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. And I will read out your tweets then. Right. So um, what else have I got going on today? Um, yes, I wanted to mention that um, I, you know, a shout out to the Bromley Buzz podcast. So I am part of the Bromley Buzz podcast, which I host with Darren Wheel of Intune PR and also um, is run by Sarah Marsh Collins of Babel Monkey Monkey Digital and Marketing, who um, came up with the name Bromley Buzz. And you know what? This has been an absolute hit. It is, uh, you know, 
reaching out to so many people in the London borough of Bromley. Now, this podcast actually came off from the back of the Priory Live Music Festival this summer. And as I said, it's been growing ever since with increased number of listeners and interest in developing this to bring about a whole full range of life and activities back into the London borough of Bromley. From businesses to attracting outside businesses back into Bromley and bringing about awareness of the great things that uh, the borough has to offer in regards to events, charities, historical places to visit, famous people who have come from um, the borough, such as David Bowie who was, actually, uh, was born in Brixton, but he lived in Plaistow Grove in Bromley for most of his childhood. We've got Charles Darwin, Julie Andrews, Enid Blyton, uh, a DJ musician uh, who um, is a record producer for Fat Boy Slim, who was born in Bromley, Pixie Lott, Dina Asher-Smith, Jack D, Nigel Farage, and most recently, Emma Raducano, uh, you know, I mean, how awesome is this? So many people, you know, there's so much to offer greatness about the London Borough of Bromley. And uh, so if you've got any news about the London Borough of Bromley uh, or information that you want to shout out, then please do tweet in. So to catch up on our past podcasts or upcoming podcasts, uh, go uh, jump over to HTTPS forward slash forward slash bromleybuzz.podbean.com and uh, what have I got? The Twitter, our Twitter that you can follow us on is bromleybuzz. So tweet in, comments, people that you know that have made an impact coming from the London Borough of Bromley. That would be absolutely fantastic to know lots more. Uh, Okay, so as I said, I normally have guests in the show, uh, either live in the studio or pre-recorded. Uh, so my guest today was uh, supposed to be Emma Dejme, uh, who is an owner of, who is the owner of Be Unstoppable. Uh, unfortunately, she's unable to be here um, due to last-minute cancellations. Hope to get her in here into the studio in the future. So I've got a slightly different structure that I've whipped up. For today's show, so you'll be hearing from Dave Hunt from the Music Hub for Children, who I interviewed at the Priory Live Music Festival in Orpington, um, which is a social enterprise for providing musical instruments for young people. So I had a quick brief interview with him, and I'm going to be talking about the importance as well of music and instrument playing for mental health coming up. Also, you're going to be hearing from a fantastic orchestral band, Paul Dunton and his orchestra. They were great. I mean, I really, really enjoy that. Such a different twist to music. And also, finally, an interview um, with the rap singer Bones, who was absolutely fantastic. Really tall. I felt like a little tiny dwarf next to him. (laughs) So that's going to be coming up soon. Now, before I talk about some of the awareness days this month, I wanted to kind of, not a shout out, but I wanted to reach out to, I'm I'm sure these people are listening in today, to some really important people um, that are really going through a difficult time at the moment. And it's amazing how when we try and we're always giving, 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 and sometimes 
we've got people out there that just take, 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 and they don't actually see what the person that is giving is going through. And they just expect that they this person's going to keep on giving. And eventually, you're going to hit rock bottom. And these people that are really close to me, and I want them to, you know, hear the message that you're not alone. Please do reach out to people to support you and start saying no. You have to look after your mental health and well-being. And if those people around you can't see it, then they're not worth being in your circle of friendship or network because it's about give and take and self-awareness of yourself, self-awareness of others. You cannot be your very best, your best self, if you are constantly giving, giving, giving and not taking care of yourself. You need to take that moment to breathe and stop or stop and breathe, should I say. So sending you lots of empowering hugs Know that I'm there for you and I know that there's loads of other people that are truly there for you, okay? And you've got to be kind of a little bit selfish because you need to look after yourself. So that's my message to these amazing couple of people out there who I know are going to make a change. They're going to get better, but do reach out. You're not alone. Right. Uh, okay. So upcoming mental health awareness uh, themes for October. Just going to do a quick recap of uh, what's um, coming up this month or has been. So the 7th National Arthritis Week. So join the Arthritis Research UK in being a painkiller f- uh, for yourself, uh, a friend or a loved one who's living with arthritis. Now, arthritis is one of the biggest causes of pain and disabilities in the UK. Okay, so, yeah, think about, you know, how are you going to support the um, National Arthritis Week? 10th of October is World Mental Health Day, and this is run by the World Federation for Mental Health. What are you doing this year to support World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October. Now, the theme this uh, year that they've come up with is mental health is an unequal world. So what does that mean to you? And how are we going to make it an equal world? How are we going to bring about that greater awareness? 11th to the 17th, we've got um, OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, is an anxiety disorder affecting one in a hundred people in the UK. This week is a chance to bring about greater awareness and understanding of the conditions and how it affects people. So if you have loved ones in your family that suffer from OCD or you have people within your workforce, take the time to understand what OCD is and see how this can be a bigger growth of understanding and supporting the people that suffer from the disorder. We've also got on the same week, uh, UK Mal- uh, Malnutrition Awareness Week, which is raising awareness and understanding of preventable malnutrition in local communities and with health and social care professionals. 
14th to the 20th, infection prevention control is about raising awareness for the important role we play in keeping patients safe from infection. And I suppose these last few um, couple of years has taught us a lot about that and how are we going out, um, how we went about it and what the future may look like. Where am I? I've lost track. Oh, yes. World uh, Premenopause Day is on the 11th. So looking to raise awareness around uh, perimenopause, the transitional period into menopause, highlighting the importance of uh, education and combating the global stigma. Because actually, there's a lot of people out there that still don't understand the cause and effects of it, how it impacts the person going through it as well as the people around them, um, also within the workplace. So that is important. And with that, on the 18th of October is International Menopause Society Awareness Day. So again, that's about raising awareness for women who are feeling lost and going through the menopause and that they need support. Um, we've got Leg Matters Week from the 11th to the 15th. So did you know? that non-healing wounds of the leg and foot are one of UK's biggest health challenges. Now, that's something I didn't know. So, you know, it'd be great to hear from any medical people out there what their thoughts are on this and um, what it actually means. So do tweet in to Zinat underscore Narani, uh, hashtag MSM Radio Talks about Leg Matters Week, the 11th to the 15th. Would love to get some more information on that. 22nd of October, International Stammering Awareness Day. So individuals and groups around the world organise events to raise awareness about stuttering. Now, it's October, as we know. So stop October month. Stop, or do they call it stop, stop, ooh, a bit of a tongue twister. Stopover month uh, is about encouraging the nation of smokers to uh, make a quit or reduce smoking in the month of October, but also they use this month for uh, reducing alcohol. So thinking about the consumption of your alcohol or can you go through October without any alcohol and smoking? And if you can, we would love you to keep on tweeting in. Tell us about your journey. How is it going for you? Um, What kind of things are you doing to keep your mind um, off it? Uh, So off smoking or the temptation to drink, because eventually by the end of October, when you've done that, you'll come to a point where you go, you know what, I actually don't like the taste of smoke. Or you might even say, do you know what, I don't actually need alcohol anymore or I just need it every so often, you know, when I in a social event. So do let us know um, how how that goes for you. We have Cholesterol Month um, which, um, from the Heart UK, devoted to raising funds for Heart UK, raising, again, awareness of the dangers of high cholesterol. This is something that is really, really growing uh, and is becoming quite a huge problem in terms of um, people's health, high cholesterol. And I think, you know, I, I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but, you know, the lockdown may have caused a lot of um, health Um, symptoms happening with high cholesterol and I know for me it has because I was you know eating things that I shouldn't be eating just comforting myself with that and my cholesterol really um, shot out the roof now it is hereditary within my family but uh, 
it's really important to have that awareness and think about how do we maintain that control because we want to be in the best of health because I found that my moods were getting low. I was feeling very lethargic, losing motivation and it's amazing the impact it can have on our overall well-being. So I'm pleased to say that my cholesterol is now down. Uh, I got it down, I think I dropped about... I think it was about six kilos I dropped within three months and uh, I'm feeling a lot better. Still got a little bit way to go, but I'm on the right path. So it can be done. What else have we got? Breast Cancer Awareness Month to raise awareness for the disease and to raise funds for that. And I know there's a few events coming up, some sort of different runs and all those kind of things. And also they happen during the um, summertime, if I'm not mistaken, the cancer runs. We've got Lupus Awareness Month. Uh, this is the a month to raise um, awareness about the conditions and the varying symptoms that people have. And for schools out there, we've got uh, International Walk to School Month, an opportunity to join hundreds and thousands of pupils across the globe celebrating the walk to school. So how many of you are walking to school now or partly to school? Because I know some of you may have to get on the bus or the car, but maybe park the car a little further away and take a walk into school uh, with your parents or your adults or carers, whoever's taking you to school. Tweet in. Let us know how that's going for you. How many walks have you done to school? And not only just children, Parents, if you're not working from home and you're going to work, can you do some extra walking? And if you are uh, working from home, maybe take a little walk and kind of make up for it. Tweet in again. Let us know how you're going. And finally, we've got Baby Loss Awareness Week, which is from the 9th to the 14th. Uh, This is held annually. Uh, It's a collaboration between lots of... um, sort of more than 60 charities across UK bringing support to people who may have lost their child for various reasons. Now, if you are affected by any of these mentioned today, please do seek support and reach out to your GP or talk to someone uh, that you can freely, openly, and that's going to listen. It is so important that you do not suffer in silence. Right, so lots and lots of amazing things going on this month in terms of awareness. What are you going to do? You don't have to do it all. You can pick and choose a few things. Let's see how we can make a difference to support people out there, support your loved ones, because I know every single one of us out there has in some way or another been uh, touched by a disease, a disorder, uh, a bereavement, whatever it may be. And we might even, you know, whether it's a love close one or someone out there. And just to give everybody that support. And I know I keep saying, but it is, it's about that support. It's about truly listening listening to what's going on and checking in with yourself. Because if you are supporting someone out there who is going for a really, really tough time, you yourself need to be in the right mental, physical, emotional and spiritual 
place. You've got to be strong in order to support those people because how will you do that? And I think on that message, it goes back to the two people that I was reaching out to. You can't continue to support someone if you are not at your very, very best. So be your very, very best as much as possible. Right. I think it's time for a music bake. A bake. bake. Or you can bake if you want. Uh, A music break. Rasputin by Boney M.
When his drinking, lusting, and his hunger for power became known to more and more people, the demands to do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder. to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Hello and welcome back. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love that tune. It just enlightens me. It gets me going. I, my feet start boogieing and I just can't lose. I mean, I completely lose control. It's fabulous. I don't know about you, but I love that tune and I never, ever get sick and tired of it. Right. Before I carry on, I'm going to read out a couple of tweets that I've got here. Uh, Sarah Marsh Collins is saying, I'll be listening uh, whilst out with the dogs. Yes, yeah, she's always out with the dogs. This is her time. See, and that's really important. She, you know, it's about taking that moment to say, right, this is my time for doing X, Y and Z and fitting that into your schedules. And of course, I know taking her, you know, taking her dogs for a walk is great for the mental health for herself, but also for the dogs, of course. Um, carrying on with a tweet. However, she said, I've lost access to Twitter on my new phone. Yes, she got a new phone. Finally. So well done, you. Uh, but having issues with her MS authenticator, total pain. So just because you've not heard from me doesn't mean I'm not listening. In. Well, absolutely. I know you're listening in. And actually... She must have got her Twitter working because she's just tweeted in again saying, uh, too right, can't pour from an empty cup, seen at Narani. And as often, we try to because we don't want to let people down. There's a, a reason airlines tell you to put your oxygen mask on first. 
Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. It is. There is a reason, um, you know, we have that saying about putting your oxygen mask on first and then helping other people. And do you know what? We do have this fear of letting people down, but you're going to let them down if you can't do what you wanted to do. And you're going to let yourself down because even if you do what you wanted to do, you may not be doing it to the best of your ability. And you're going to be holding yourself saying, oh, I did it, but it wasn't that great. So why not not do it? Say no for the moment and then you can always support or help or whatever it may be. So, yeah, thank you for those tweets. Really, really important tweets there. Right. So um, we're going to be hearing from uh, Paul Dunton and his orchestra and Dave Hunt and you know, while we're talking about music, I was driving here before I play that. I was driving on the way to the studio and um, today is global shout out. Uh, so make some noise today. So how are we supporting charities? How are we going to make some noise? That's today. And on the radio, there was a lady called uh, Jenny Nelson, who I'm going to actually um, is from the... Uh, oh, it's just literally gone up. Um the mix, Little Mix, that's it. She's from Little Mix. Sorry, I just had a sort of a brain fart there. Uh, so um, Jessie Nelson um, was talking about um, her battle with uh, mental health, her well-being. And um, she was talking about how she was affected and that she had to portray this image um, of being great. But she always f- struggled and found it hard. And I think this is a topic that I might, Uh, I'll be talking about probably on my next radio show next week. Now, I looked at one of the magazines that she was in, in the Glamour's October additional um, cover star, and she quoted, I tried everything to not be myself. Ridiculous diets, lip fillers and corsets that bruised me. To be with this girl, people would accept. So after battling uh, her demons, Jessie Nelson got her confidence back and she she goes on to talk about self-care and the importance and how you know what she's done since stepping away from little mix uh, nearly a year ago for the sake of her mental health um jesse's journey to launching her first new single as a solo artist has been shining an example of her self-care And, you know, I'm going to talk more about self-image because it's massively huge at the moment, especially with the judgments, the digital, the the magazines, all these um, technology that changes you as well. And, you know, lip fillers and all. Yes, we can have all those things, but to what extent it's causing a lot of damage. And thank you to people like Jesse Nelson and other Uh, famous people out there, celebrities that are starting to open up about their lives and the impact of having a certain image and keeping that image because of the public. And, you know, where is that fine line drawn? So well done, Jesse, for being brave enough to take that step to making that positive change and wishing her all the very, very best. So, yes, like I said, I will be talking about self-image a lot because it's um, impacting a lot of young people uh, with, well, globally, you know, um, of how, you know, friendships, relationships. So we'll be looking at that.
Right, I think it's time to hear from Paul Dunton and his orchestra, who I interviewed at the Priory Live Music Festival this year. Great, so I'm here with Paul Dunton and... I'm Kirsty, one of the singers. I'm Caroline, I'm the cellist. I'm Ben Armstrong and I'm the cabot player. And we've got some other members missing, haven't we? They have. Do you know what? I've thoroughly enjoyed your set. I've listened to you guys for the rest of the day, honestly. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Great voices, great music. So, um, the reason why I wanted to also interview is just kind of find out how it's been for you the last 18 months. You know, the challenges that you've had, how you kept everything together, and what the future kind of looks like in moving forward. Um, come and join us. Oh, you've got to go. <laughs> so, what's it been like? Uh, well, I'll start. Uh, yeah, I mean, just obviously no gigs. We haven't been able to meet up and rehearse or uh, just having not done any shows for nearly two years. Um, yeah, it's been massively disappointing and, and, and obviously not just for us, but for all musicians across the whole of the UK and beyond. And, um, you know, it just, now that that lockdown's been eased, it's just so lovely to get together and actually do a live show. And uh, for us, the Priory Festival is one of our first shows back. when you were stringing away your instruments and I was like oh my god this is amazing I just kind of wanted to start dancing on stage and I haven't done that in ages so for me that was lovely so you're you know you're able to kind of give people your audience another kind of sense of this is kind of going back not I don't like to use the word normality but some sense of being again and in terms for you guys I mean have you managed your own mental well-being I know. Are you open? Yeah. Are you open to talk? You know, do, are you open to talk about how your struggles? <laughs> Sorry. I'm waiting open about it. But that's good. We need. You know, I think this is the kind of industry that where we need that kind of um, 
sort of openness about what's really going on so we can support uh, musicians and artists because the creative industry has really been hit by the pandemic along with others. I, I think there's certainly, I mean, no matter what industry you're in, whether it's a personal thing or some music, when you're in front of people, there's, I think there's a certain stigma attached to it. People can't get over it. I think the more you say to people, yeah, it's okay not to be okay, yeah. the more people will kind of just embrace it. Dunton and his orchestra. I do apologise for the quality recording. Uh, I was there with my phone, uh, emceeing at the same time and interviewing the artist. Um, obviously, you can hear the music going on in the background. And yeah, but uh, it gives you an insight to what, uh, you know, they were talking about their sort of um, their story during the lockdown. And uh, as the young lady said, um, that, uh, yes, mental health has been a massive part of it. And they're 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 pretty open to talking about it, which is great. Definitely, definitely important. And I do know more and more people are opening up and talking about it. Slowly but surely, we are on the right path. Uh, okay, so next interview... 
that was done at the Pro Live was Dave Hunt from the Music Hub. This gentleman, he um, takes in old instruments and he's going to explain it all and um, touches them up and then puts them out for young people to play instruments and have an opportunity to know um, what music feels like to be um, playing music. Right, saying no more, let's listen to what Dave Hunt has to say. So here at the Music um, Priory Music Festival, I'm here with Dave Hunt, who is from the Music Hub for Children. Dave, it's a pleasure to meet you. And you, thanks for coming down. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about this uh, Music Hub for Children. Sure, so the Music Hub is, a, is a primarily a music shop. We're a social enterprise business, so we sell new and reconditioned we, we repair instruments as well mm-hmm. and the profit goes back into help uh, kids whose circumstances mean they can't afford lessons or instruments or, or both yeah. um, we started in Bromley five years ago but we are now branching out into other areas of the country as well so oh that's absolutely amazing and you know music is so fundamental these days not just for children but it starts from the very young as we grow up from, to adults because it has such an impact um, for children's mental health and well-being, their emotions and their spiritualness. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. And I think also during the pandemic, um, as much as possible, where people have tried to keep lessons going primarily, mm. or ensembles, whether it be singing, you've seen a lot of things probably. Yes. Where um, <laughs> and, and it's helped help people immensely to um, to keep to keep going through these difficult. Absolutely, and it's also, it's not exactly one of the cheapest uh, kind of, uh, I suppose, routes to go down when you want to play, because instruments are expensive, so what you do is really, really great for the children, because it gives them that opportunity where they can also express themselves, even children like with ADH, uh, so the reason why I know kind of a lot about this, I came from the primary sector education, so, you know, and when they just touch a keyboard or strum a guitar, they light up, don't they? And we've also found that um, as much as kids, you know, getting into playing instruments, particularly in the last year, a lot of new adult learners yeah. and returning adult learners, yeah. so people that used to play the guitar and have got their guitar out of the attic and, and dusted it off and started Absolutely, again. Absolutely, yeah. Great. You know what? You're doing an amazing job. So um, this will be uh, featured on my radio show, Mindset Matters. It's channelradio.co.uk, and I'll be featuring it on there on a Friday, one of these Fridays coming up. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks. Bye. There we go. What an amazing thing to be doing. Dave Hunt, so he launched it about five years ago in Bromley, and he's growing out further and further. Do you know what? I might go into the attic and uh, dust off... uh, the dust on my flute and my guitar though my flute does need repairing uh so i may take it down to uh, dave hunt to have a have a look at it see if he can repair those keys i used to love playing that so how many of you out there uh during this time have started to take up playing instruments i mean my, my dream instrument and which just literally fills me with joy which i have no idea how to play but that's on my to-do list is play the saxophone. So if there's anyone out there any who knows that they can teach me uh, the saxophone, then please do tweet in and let me know. I'm definitely up for learning the saxophone. Now, uh, speaking you know, about the subject of music, since we're on that today, um, you know, music has such a powerful impact on one's mental well-being. 
Not only listening to music, but playing instruments is known to have incredible positive effects to our brain. More especially, uh, or more specifically, music can change the way we act, feel and think. So how does this factor into managing our mental health? Well, I'm going to share some um, tips and tools on this and some insights or, or around research that I did. So music research research shows that it can elevate our mood and motivation. And we know this. I mean, I was just playing Rasputin earlier on and it just got me going. When we have a soft piece of music, it calms us. You, you know, there's this, it impacts us in so many different levels. So it reduces stress, anxiety and depression, helps with relaxation. Music therapy is now used more and more to treat children young people and adults with things such as anxiety, stress, depression, autism, ADH, you know, even for healing in hospitals. So how can instrument, uh, playing an instrument benefit your brain? So it, you know, playing and learning anything that's to do with learning does strengthen our brain. So music strengthens the brain focus and neural pathways. It also strengthens bonds between people, so with others, strengthening memory, reading skills. Playing music makes you uh, content, happy, laugh, cry. Uh, it, you know, sometimes, it, you know, it can bring out emotions of being aggressive. So, it, you know, we have to find the right type of music that, that's there. What else? Uh, music can uh, process multiple things at once. It increases blood flow to your brain, helps the brain recover, and it also develops self-expression. It allows you to be who you are, let go of things. Now, there's obviously the emotional and psychological elements of um, singing and playing instruments and listening to music. For example, singing lowers cortisol and relieves stress and tension. Now, studies have shown that when people sing, endorphins and oxytocin are released by the brain, which turn lowers the stress and anxiety levels. Oxytocin is a natural hormone that's produced in the hypothalamus. I hope I've said that correctly. That's a bit of a full um, tongue thing for me. Um, also enhances feelings of trust and bonding, which also explains the report and reports that singing can also improve depression and feelings of loneliness. It boosts confidence in people. It uh, releases, as I said earlier, the endorphin, which gives singers a positive feeling and energy boost. The act of learning a new skill, improving and being part of a group can also help and influence your confidence and self-esteem, as well as relationships uh, with the group. So the social elements. Singing is also a mindful activity. So much is going on in your body and mind when you sing that when you are singing, you are fully focused on it. So this allows you to turn off your streams of consciousness and live completely in the moment. Distracting your mind from negative thoughts, focusing on the sound, the actions, the breathing, the feeling and the pleasure of what you're listening to. Now, we know that mindfulness has been shown to have many benefits, including as 
you know, and I'm going to mention this quite a lot, is the stress levels and increasing focus. Now, I do a lot of work around mindfulness and mindfulness is massive. There's so many different elements to it. But what it is, fundamentally, it's about being there, here, right now, in the moment. So what else do um, are the benefits? Social. So it's singing improves social bonding and social cohesion. Singing is an intimate activity. And when you share it with others, it helps strengthen those bonds. And research shows that uh, group singing, and it doesn't matter the quality of the result, it's an excellent icebreaker. Uh, I know in a couple of workshops, I've got people to sing and it's it's so funny and it's amazing how it just changes the ambience of the environment and helps people to relax and come together. And also, you know, it, not only the icebreaker, it, it has even been shown to synchronize the heartbeats of those people singing together. You know, when you just feel like you're all in all come all together and you're just one Now, when people have mental illness, creating and sustaining social bonds is critical in combating loneliness and depression. So singing together creates a strong sense of community and social inclusion. Singing with others enhances the possibility of empathetic relationships and generates a positive group of identity. Social inclusion is a key part of recovery for people with mental health needs. So that feeling of uh, connected to others is not only important in the terms of having a social and emotional support system where you feel loved, esteemed and valued, but it also encourages healthier behavior patterns and has an inf- a, a positive influence on overall physical health, but not just physical, but spiritual health as well. So when we look also at um, behavioral changes, Singing helps you believe in yourself, increases self-efficiency through a journey of learning new skills and engaging with others and performing. It also provides an unthreatening way to express emotions. And studies have shown that singing can also be a powerful tool in emotion-focused coping. So instead of eliminating stressful situations from your life, which isn't always possible, emotion-focused coping is a way of managing stress with techniques that help you to become less emotionally Reactive to stress. Um, There's also the psychological benefits, which um, strengthens the immune system immediately after singing. Uh, Again, studies have shown that singers had high levels of the protein, uh, immunoglobulin, I think that's the way it's said. Gosh, I need to get a medic to talk about all these technical words. Um, And an antibody known to benefit the immune function of the mucous membranes. So, you know, it's just amazing what it can do. Other psychological things is it improves breathing patterns. I mean, we talk about breathing all the time. Breathing is absolutely fundamental for our mental health and well-being. And it's amazing how many of us do not actually know how to breathe correctly. So when you learn to sing, you learn to breathe with your diaphragm. And this increases your oxygen intake and the lung capacity. Again, when you're doing yoga, uh, meditation, I mean, there's so many different types of breathing techniques and we don't have to get bogged down by this, but we just need to focus on our breathing and see how we're breathing and what that's doing for us. Also, singing um, is an aerobic activity. 
that increases overall health. It exercises major muscle groups in our upper body, helping us to improve the efficiency of um, our cardiovascular system and encourages you to take more oxygen into your body, which increases the alertness. And it also stimulates the vagus nerve connected to your vocal cords and the back of the throat. And the vagus nerve is the longest cranial nerve in the body connecting the brain to various organs. So there's that. And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, it helps with pain. Uh, There's been lots of studies that have been conducted with people suffering from chronic pain where singing has shown to alleviate the pain symptoms, not just immediately afterwards, but up to at least sort of six months later. And these studies have also shown that singing can have a real impact on the amount of pain relief medication used by patients. And this is particularly interesting given the long-term negative side effects that pain medication can have on the body and also the savings that this could mean for the NHS. I'm not saying it's it's a cure, but give it a go. See what it does. Uh, you know, there's studies out there, so there must be some truth in this. So I hope that's been really, really useful. So as I said, this is not just for adults, young people. It's for everybody. Singing, listening to music, playing instrument has amazing health benefits. I think we're due for another break. We're going to be listening to Love Song by Sara Bareilles. Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave, inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Soon to see 
a really lovely song okay so we're back again and uh, i've got one more interview uh bones the rap singer from the music um festival the priory live here we go hi bones hello how you doing well you've been playing here at the priory live music festival how's it been uh, it was amazing man the crowd gave me energy they made me really feel like i don't know after this year of not performing that good to be home in a sense, you know what I mean? Being back on stage though, yeah. I Is really this your first it. time back on stage then? First time. First wow, time, first okay, time. so, I mean, with that, what's going on in your mind, in your head? Because, you know, obviously I'm all about mental health and well-being, yeah, yeah, you know, the confidence thing, what's, you know? It's, it's crazy because when you, someone that really loves performing and kind of came into this because of the performing and not having that kind of made me like, I stopped releasing music for a bit, so like, Stuff like this has been kind of, it's like ignited a fire in me. Like, do you remember why you loved it? Do you remember why you wanted to do this? So, Absolutely. yeah, it's definitely, um, it's been a challenge. Obviously, everyone's had a challenge last year or so. Yeah. But days like this really bring you back to the norm in a sense. The real passion of yeah. why you do what you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in terms of these last 18 months, how have you coped not being out on stage performing? Have you been doing stuff online? Yeah. I feel I've been. I started off doing a lot of like freestyles and stuff with like the people that follow me on it on social media. But then yeah, I feel like following, um, you on YouTube. No, it's, it's starting to grow from thankfully yeah. anyways, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I started to kind of get out of music just because like I said, you don't have days like this and so I started doing other things. It kind of just kept me busy I suppose. But I feel like like all last week I started recording because I'm like I got a show, I got a show and it's just like it's that kind of it's getting me back in that mental place that like, yeah you actually you're actually an artist, you're not doing anything else. No, and it's a tough thing for artists. I mean, not only have you been hit financially, but then the effects of not being able to perform, which is 
what you you know you feed your energy off by music by the people that their energy when yeah. they're out there cheering and that drives you no, to definitely. do what you do like, like you said i mean financially as well you gotta start thinking of different ways to make money now because Absolutely. i'm not um i don't have the conventional nine to five so i have to find like ways that see what my models are and do you know what I mean? Kind of coincide with what I want to do. So it's like, it got you starting businesses. You start businesses, yeah. you, just try, you try and adapt to the circumstances, isn't it? But um, like you said, it's been a hard hit for artists. So anyone that's out there, especially that hears this, you just got to kind of find, remember there's a passion in it before the money. Yeah. But the same way, you need to, everyone needs to make money. Absolutely, I mean? everyone needs to make money, find ways to kind of reinvent certain yeah, things yeah, yeah, and yeah, target yeah. different audiences yeah. to kind of get where you are. Um, in terms of your, your music, because there's, some music, you know, the music that you play is around sort of the violence and the negativity. I mean, where does that come from? Where does that sort of the ideas and the inspiration for your music come from? I mean, with mine, it's not as it's not about the violence and that because I'm not about that. I'm about I'm about going and chasing your dreams. I'm about working. Uh, everyone's got certain circumstances and they live in certain places, where of course ain't nice. And I've come from places like that, but I don't put I don't promote that. I promote starting businesses. Yeah. I promote working for yourself or finding a passion that you believe in and that's just I just rap about what I live because that's my truth you know I don't want to talk about stuff that I don't live I want to talk about truth and I want to inspire because I feel like that's the main thing in life is to inspire so yeah I totally agree there because so a lot of it's based on your experience yeah. that you turn into positivity mm. and inspiration for other people most definitely, most definitely that's absolutely amazing do you know what I what you do is fantastic oh, and you. the wordings of your music and what you say is incredible and that. sends a great message. I mean, we could tell from the crowd out there yeah. that they were loving it and they were bopping yeah, it, you know. Good, yeah. and, like I said to you, it brought me down to my childhood. Oh, I, I mean, them little kids as well, they was giving me energy because they was at the front. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, they're with you, I'm with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you um, had some advice for young upcoming artists, what would that be? Um, Stay true to yourself. Don't try to follow trends because you're gonna die with the trend. And um, everyone wants to make money in this, which is perfectly fine. We need to eat, but you gotta have a passion. Like you gotta really love creating music. You gotta really love performing and stuff like that. So if you're not doing it for that and you're just doing it for money, then I don't know if I got the advice because that's not me in it. As much as I want yeah. money, you know what I mean. But yeah, man, just do do. You always you happy, you know? Yeah, and there's always challenges up and down. And as as you know, the music industry, mm. the creative industry, is a tough one. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, the, it's, the industry's funny. I don't even like the industry, if I'm honest. With you. <laughs> but you love the music. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is, yeah, and that's what yeah. drives you to that. No, so you know, yeah, money's great, as you say. Mm. But you know what? You've got the passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what you portray to everyone out there. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's I hope fantastic. You it, I did. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take thank care. You. And I wish you all the best. You too. Thank you. Brilliant. Wow, uh, such a great guy to talk to. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure talking to Bones. I hope that I get to speak to him again in the near future. So, yeah, he talks about being home, the energy and the vibes that he's getting off the people, especially the young people that were in front of the stage, you know, talking about music, how it just ignites things. The word he used, ignite, remember that. And uh, talking about being in the right mental place and Again, the passion, talk, you know, he talks so much about the passion. Know what your passion is, and it's a bit like know what your why is, and that's going to drive you forward. Thank you, Bones, for that. Really great uh, to chat with you. Okay, it's tip time. So, uh, yeah, as I said, this show's going to be full of tips. And do you know what? I've only got about 20 minutes before the end of the show. 
How time flies. Maybe I need to stop going off tangents and just kind of get on with it. But hey ho, I, you know, if I don't go off on a tangent, then it's not me. So, uh, you know, I like being me, authentic. Uh, okay, so tip this week, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Now, we hear this word a lot. So what is imposter syndrome? It's also known as imposterism, imposter phenomenon, and fraud syndrome. And it's the overwhelming feeling that you don't deserve your success or life, perhaps. So you become convinced that you're not as intelligent, creative, or talented as you may seem. And you suspect that your achievements are down to luck, good timing, or just being in the right place at the right time. So, I mean, you know, I could talk about this subject for hours on end, but I haven't got hours on end. So I'm going to do a quick snap of uh, points on this. And hopefully you can go away with um, better understanding of imposter syndrome and ways that you can start to uh, shift those negative thoughts and feelings that you may be having around certain beliefs and situations going on in your personal or business life. So you might find that often uh, question, you know, you question uh, your ability uh, or you ask yourself, what gives me the right? You may even feel that you don't belong at all. And your biggest fear is that one day you'll be expo- exposed as a fraud or not the real, true, authentic person that you wanted to be. Now, imposter syndrome can be linked to other areas of uh, self-doubt, such as fear of success, fear of failure or self-sabotage. But it's not simply about poor self-confidence or excessive humility. It also involves a constant fear of exposure, isolation and rejection. So imposter syndrome often strikes at the moments of success. So it kind of happens in real high flyers, but it doesn't mean it can't happen to anyone. Okay. But it, you know, moments of success for, so for example, um, starting a new job, receiving an award or a promotion or taking extra responsibilities, such as perhaps teaching or training others, starting up your own business or becoming a parent for the first time. So you may feel that you need to work harder because of your perceived inadequacies to avoid being unmasked. So this may even lead to further success and recognition and feeling like an even bigger fraud. So often, um, however, I suppose um, your, your poor perception of your skills can result in downshifting you. So this is when you receive your goals and become less ambitious, thus preventing you from fulfilling what is your true potential. So, you know, think of your greatest achievements. Do you feel proud of what you've accomplished or do you feel like a fraud or do you feel like you don't deserve it? Does each raise promotion or accolade bring joy or is it accompanied by the dread that one day your cover will be blown and everyone will find out that you just got lucky. So these are questions that, you know, thoughts that I want you to ponder over. Now, if you 
experience feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt, you may be surprised to learn that you are in great company. Imposter syndrome is typically associated, um, as I mentioned earlier, with high achievers. So if you like, if you feel like a fraud, the chances are that you're more capable than you think. Real frauds don't worry about things like this. Just a thought. Um, as I said, these are just snippets um, of me explaining. Uh, the understanding of imposter syndrome, because it's massive, it's huge. So I'm just going to go into a little bit more depth of some of the symptoms around IS. So feeling inadequacy and self-doubt. So imposter syndrome expresses itself as an extreme lack of confidence. When you experience success, you may find yourself thinking, I'm not worthy or I don't deserve this. Most people suffer from a lack of self-confidence at some point in their lives. But with um, IS, the feeling is constant and severe. So it's about checking in and thinking, how often are you feeling um, like an imposter? Is it just every so often? What kind of situations arise? Who are you around? And just tracking those thought patterns. Now, another sign of it or another symptom is exhibiting a perfectionist tendencies. So many people who experience um, IS are perfectionist. This is when you set yourself unreasonable high goals and then you feel shame or disappointment when you fail. Perfectionism means you may be satisfied with your achievements and tend to focus on mistakes and failures only. Um, You know, even the highest achievers have fallen to the victim of this way of thinking. As well, you know, you've got people um, such as uh, the world hepathalon champion, Katerina Johnson Thompson, who experienced chronic self-doubt when she was in the um, 2019 Worlds, Um, even when while performing at a high elite level. Uh, So it it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, even the former U.S. First Lady uh, Michelle Obama has explained how she still suffers from imposter syndrome, believe it or not, despite her many achievements and how it can be particularly difficult for women of color to overcome. So it does. Like I said, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, Other symptoms, avoiding responsibility. While some people suffering from IS show perfection uh, tendencies, others go the opposite way. So you might fear failure so much that you actually avoid taking on new responsibilities or a new job or even accepting a promotion. There's that fear of judgment and discovery. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, IS is often um, explained and categorized as by a constant fear of discovery. So not only are you haunted by the fear that you aren't good enough, but also that your co-workers and managers mm, will find out you're a phony if they haven't done so already. So there's those kind of fears of judgments and discoveries happening. Denying your own success is another one. You downplay your achievements. I know so many people who downplay their achievements and I'm guilty of that as well. Often you find yourself caught up in negative self-talk and that makes you feel as if you don't deserve your success. You tend to pass it off um, as 
easy or even when you spent a lot of time and effort on them. For example, if you've been asked to give a presentation, you might think, what gives me the right to speak? What should, what, you know, why should people listen to me? And even when you receive positive feedback, you tend to find ways to dismiss that positive feedback. Uh, so overcoming imposter syndrome uh, is recognising that you have imposter syndrome uh, is often hard part of overcoming it. But many people believe that the alternative is to be boastful and self-important. But this isn't, ne- um, isn't the case. OK, it isn't needed. So if you think you've got imposter syndrome, try these um, strategies to help you overcome it. So acknowledge your feeling. The first step is to acknowledge what you are feeling and why. And make a note of this by keeping a journal. All right. Uh, Whenever you're experiencing that self-doubt or inadequacy, write them down and be specific. Take time to write down the why are you feeling that and the scenario, what's going on, what's happening. Because then you'll get a better insight of it. And then you can start to challenge what you've written down. Um... This is um, about doing the cognitive restructuring. And then you want to think about affirmations. I mean, I love an affirmation. Those of you who know me, I love affirmations. Like, you know, say things to yourself like, I am confident. I am a capable professional. Uh, I am successful because I know what I'm doing. All these affirmations, but make them in the present tense. Uh, Another one is to talk to others. So speak to people that you trust. Right. You might be surprised how many of your friends and colleagues can relate to how you feel and listen to the people you respect in your life and let them show how your fears are unfolded and can be unfounded. Uh, Next one would be to develop a quick response plan. So dealing with IS takes a long term effect, but sometimes you need to need tactics to deal with it at particular stressful moments. So when there's a negative self-talk takes over, try to confront them by distracting yourself from the emotional power of the voice. Think of yourself as in the third person. Uh, Instead of thinking, why did I do that? Try thinking, why did they do that? So looking at it from a different objective perspective. The fourth one is understand your strengths and weaknesses. That's really, really important to understand your strengths and weaknesses. Once you have a deeper understanding of this, uh, you won't have to spend so much time worrying that you're not qualified or good enough for certain tasks, projects or roles. The fifth one is overcome perfectionism. And this is something that I had to work on a lot on my journey. And I, you know, sometimes I still do. I have to check back with myself. So overcoming perfectionist habits by taking regular breaks, using relaxation techniques like deep breathing, mindfulness and getting more exercise. Learn how to set yourself realistic, challenging, but achievable goals. And at the same time, remember that mistakes are a part of life and that if you don't hit a particular goal or target or something on time, it's not the end of the world. Finally, Own your success. Often people with imposter syndrome find it hard to accept praise. While things go well, they attribute their success to external factors such as help from others or good fortune. But when things go wrong, they tend to shoulder all the blame. So try to 
be strong internal locus of control and if you believe that your life is shaped by your own actions choices and decisions you can take responsibility for your achievements as well as your shortcomings and don't forget to celebrate and enjoy your success too keep a record of those positive feedbacks and praises do you know Praise yourself and reward yourself with something you love that lifts you up and inspires you and increases your motivation. So key points, uh, feeling inadequacy and self-doubt, exhibiting perfectionism, avoiding responsibility, fear of judgment, discovery, denying your own success. Try some of these tips and strategies that I have told you about, you know, acknowledging your uh, feelings Talk to people, develop quick response plan, understand your strengths and weaknesses, overcome perfectionism and own your success. So I hope all of this has been really, really useful and that you can now go away and take time to work on small aspects. And remember, it's baby steps. But the first thing is, is acknowledging it and then taking those steps to it. So start with the journaling because that is one of the best ways to go about it is, you know, recognizing how often this is happening, where is it happening, in what situation and who's around you as well. And then also have a list of people, excuse me, that you can talk to or reach out to that can help you build your strengths remind you of how great you actually are because at the end of the day it's all thoughts and we are more than capable of changing our thought patterns which then leads to us changing our emotional and behavioral patterns and then we're going to feel great it's a journey and It takes time, it takes consistency, it takes accountability, but it also takes time for you to take ownership. Um, And on that note, uh, Tangent Office has uh, tweeted in, you're doing really well, Zenat Narani, despite the setbacks for today. Yes, I had some setbacks today, uh, but you know what? I'm here and I'm plugging on. And he goes on to saying, what a true professional you are. Thank you very much. I also love the explanations of imposter syndrome. Yes, Chandra and I talk a lot about imposter syndrome because uh, him and I, we run a the people skills course, which is all about language and communication, you know, self-awareness within businesses, working with teams. Uh, you know, uh, imposter syndrome is one of those key things that comes up in on, on our courses that we offer on the people skills. And if you want to find out more about that, it's the people skills course, uh, course people skills course um, dot com. OK, so pop over to there and find out or you can just simply get in touch with um, me or Chandra himself. Right. I think it's slowly coming to that end where I'm going to have to say goodbye. But you know what? I'm going to go into a quick music break because I need a glass of water. So this is If the World Crashes Down by Enrique Iglesias.
lovely, lovely tune again. I'm loving it today. I've got a couple of more minutes before I've got to say goodbye. But on that note, um, yeah, I've been saying so many website names that I kind of uh, forgetting what's what. So, uh, yeah, the People Skills course is thepeopleskillscourse.co.uk. You would think I would know that. Uh, also, I just wanted to mention that the People Skills, um, Chandra and myself, we were on the Business Bunker Show on Tuesday. So do check us out on there as well. Right. It's that time. I'm going to say goodbye. So thank you very much for all your tweets and for being here this Friday um, on on Friday with me, 10.30 to 12. And I'll be back next week with her guest, uh, Davina Johnson. Uh, she'll be sharing her personal story and some insights. Now, do uh, follow me and continue tweet in. If you would like to sponsor the show, then email me at mindsethorizons at gmail.com. Finally, I'd like to say thank you to Intune PR with a passion enormously for sponsoring the show. Take care. Have a beautiful weekend and I'll see you here. Same time, same place. Goodbye. The Mindset Matters Show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Numrani on Channel 2 Radio. Thank you.